This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew. Here we are. We're back for February, talking homebrew, talking to homebrewers, and, uh, you know, loving, just loving life. Just loving life. You know what I mean, fellas? Yeah. It's been a while since we've been here. Brandon, Keith, Kyle, Steve, our two yeah. grandmaster. Keith, Kevin, Kyle, Steve. Not, yeah. Don't don't promote us just yet. Yeah. I got to grade a lot more exams to get up there. Oh, that's right. I'm a great master. So you're master BGCP judges. You would think I would know that. Master B. Yeah. Yep. Master B. Ugh. Anyway. Um, we're here to judge beers, fellas. So uh, if you want to get in on the beer judging action, email me, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. I have a list. Uh, here, let me turn the stupid music off. There we go. That, I mean, the shredding, the, the riffs, Bray. <coughs> I have a huge list. The back order lists, uh, I have ones from September of 2017. So I have a ton of people to get through. So don't worry about it. I, I have them all. I have, you know, I don't know, 20 or so. Um, so you will get on. If you have a specific beer, mention that, and I'll try to get to you, you know, earlier. Because I understand if you want specific feedback, that's what we do um, to help you in our competition. Competition season's coming up, and maybe we can try to, to hammer you in. But uh, otherwise, uh, you know, you're going to be waiting a little bit. But please do. Uh, don't get discouraged. Email me, jp at com, and I will yeah. uh, get you <clears throat> on the list. Yeah. And we give specific feedback. Interspersed with very vague feedback. Yeah, well, and you never know which is which. That's the best way to do that's it. The fun part of it. Yeah, that's the best way to do that's it. That's one of the tricks of becoming a master judge. Really, is interspersing your specific and vague feedback. Your specificity versus your. Yeah. Your vagosity <laughs> meter needs to be just dialed in. Uh, anyway, uh, before we you know get all weird on 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 everybody, we want to thank our fine sponsors at Five Star Chemicals. You go to fivestarchemicals.com, Learn about all the great ways to clean and sanitize your homebrew in two easy steps, not three, not one, but two. Yeah, there I was, are I two was steps. Uh, knee deep in a bucket of PBW last night, kegging some beer. It was fun. 
Well, I mean, not literally. I don't think you're supposed, yeah, I'm saying you're not supposed to put your knees in. Yeah, in, I, th- I in think it. you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I think you're doing it wrong. But, uh, hey, man, God bless. Whatever you want to do, man. That's the great thing about homebrewing, man. Just whatever you want to do, whatever feels good. Put it in my hot tub. Yeah. I'll tell you what feels good. Right now I'm drinking a, well, I wish it was a pint gla- in a pint glass. It's not a pint. It's 10 <laughs> ounces. Dark mild. For whatever reason. Black mild. But right. of solidarity from my boys at Eagle Rock. And I just, every time this beer comes out, I just, I, I fall. I fall down. I put my knees yeah. in uh, Star Sand or whatever it is. Aaron's working on the pint glass thing out there, I think. No, I think he left. Oh, okay. He's, he's not some, working on it. Uh, we're also know, sipping a, a Redwood Curtain in. alt beer here, too. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's it not too good. bad. <clears throat> Up from Arcade. And, Down uh, from what the last beer is the Russian River uh, Road to Hill Fifty Six. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just drinking all the beers right now, and that's a good passing thing. them around. And yeah, you know, I went to uh, Portland a couple weeks ago, and I visited zero breweries, hmm. and zero tap rooms, and I felt amazing about it. Hmm. I felt really good about it. I didn't do the 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 oh the beer guy. I'm gonna go all the beer and just hunt all the beer. I didn't do any of that stuff, man. I went to tiki bars and and drank cocktails and good and coffee drank and rum and um, ate a bunch of food and it kind of just did that whole scene. It was actually really refreshing to go to this like kind of beer target, you know, and uh, not care. I drank Rainier. <laughs> Yeah, I had one beer from Freem. It was a pale ale that wasn't really a pale yeah. ale. Uh, oh yeah, it the was too, extra pale. It, it was like no, no, it was just pale ale. Okay, but it was it was just it was too bitter and too yeah. hoppy for a pale ale. It had the body of a pale ale, but I was like, eh, okay, sure, whatever. I just went straight back to Rainier. I just, yeah. I, I mean, that beer's a good beer. I know it's lagered, <laughs> and I'm I'm straight with it. Um, but uh, uh, and then I got sick coming home. I had the oh, flu, man. and then I was like, you know what? I haven't had a beer in like six days or seven days, so I'm gonna try to limit myself. A lot of my friends are trying to limit their alcohol intake for you know two to three days a week. Do you guys have friends that do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear about those people. Yeah, <laughs> you never spot them in the well. So I'm like, okay, well, no I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try. Let me try that. Let me try that. So I had one beer one night, and I was like, okay, cool. And then we went out, met some friends for dinner, and then well, there was more beer. And then the next night, uh, some friends came over and opened a bottle of wine. And then last night I had a drink, and then the other night I had a drink. And so my, I was going to try to limit myself for two nights, and it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked at all. I was like, oh, tonight I can... Oh, slippery no, I slope. Uh, you know, I, I do sometimes uh, uh, partake in alcohol, and uh, <laughs> one beer sometimes turns into two. And especially yeah. when you have like 30 or some kegs in your basement, and you're like, hey, I'm going to try one beer tonight and see how this is tasting. You're like, oh, that tastes good, but let me taste it against this beer. And yes. then next you know, you're, you're jumping from tap to tap on kegs, and you go through your whole 32... Uh, 32 beers, and you realize you've been down in the basement for three hours, and and your wife's pounding on the floor on top of you, like, where are you? Sort of thing. So that's never happened to me, of course. This is no, all no. made-up story. Yeah, yeah that uh, sounds very much like conjecture, not really. Um, yeah. I, I think part of like doing what we do for a pseudo-living is, is uh, uh, or at least for entertainment purposes, is trying to separate your, excuse me, your professional drinking from your from your just, like, fun drinking. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, uh, like I don't think of like having beers now as drinking alcohol. 
I'm sure my doctor would <laughs> would, um, would not agree. But you know yeah, what I mean? Like in yeah. my head, I, I parse that, I parse it out, and I don't know why. It's research. It is. You know, I think you know, you're also mentioning like people who drink like for a living, and then like brewers, for example, or you know someone who works in a brewery. A lot of times when they're drinking for fun, they don't really want to drink like the the beers they're brewing. You know, they don't want to necessarily drink a double IPA. They're right, really into yeah. like a Hellas or even like you said, like rum drinks. Last yeah. time I was back in town in Pittsburgh, you know, one of my friends who owns a brewery, and we went to a rum bar. You know, that's what we did for fun. You know, instead of going to another brewery, like let's go out to a rum bar and check out some, you know, yeah. have some crazy drinks with a back scratcher in the actual <laughs> drink and, and you know stuff right. like that. And you're like, this is crazy. This is fun, but it's just a little different thing than every day. You're just you know inundated, inundated with with beer, and you're just like enough, enough. Already. Yeah, you yeah. Have something totally different. Yeah, I'm, I'm see, fun. See a brewer that you really respect in the back just pounding, a, you know, sipping a PBR while they're brewing yeah, these fantastic, know. crazy hoppy beers or whatever they're making. Yeah, it was uh, it it was it was cool, man. I've been reading this book on tiki drinks called uh, Smuggler's Cove, Sunken Cove, Smuggler, Smuggler's Cove. Um, and actually, the guy Martin Kate who, uh, who wrote the book, he's going to be on Heads and Tails in March, a March twenty first show. That the bar that's in uh, San, Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah. He owns <laughs> that. He owns Holly Pele in Portland. He, we went to. Does he also own the Gin Bar? Is that another? Bar I that, think so. He owns. I was a few there of them. on Saturday night before going to see Super Chunk. We went over to. Uh, um, what is it called? No, I just forgot the name of it. Whitechapel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He. Owned, yeah. He's yeah. partners. So we were at Whitechapel. We were there. Uh, but anyway, this dude's like he's a rum judge, and so he's going to come on the show on Heads and Tails and teach us all about rum. And I was reading the book, and they do uh, some of like the Jamaican distilleries do this thing. They have a what they call dunder pits. Where they they uh, as the the molasses is fermenting, so they can distill it into rum. They'll take the they'll top crop that essentially and put it in these like wood lined pits, and they'll throw like rotting banana peels and stuff in it, <laughs> and just let the bread and the wild yeast and all the funk, and then they'll take some of that dunder and then they'll add it into into some of their other rums, and it's just this funky wow. thing. And I'm like, I always thought rum was just kind of blah, you know, whatever. So I went to this rum bar called the Rum Club in Portland, and I was like, give me your funkiest, give me a funky rum, man. And it's just, it was like the hints of sour beers, obviously not tart, but that Brett farmhouse <laughs> funk. <laughs> In a kind of a refreshing mm. manner, it was really good. Gnarly little twist. I, yeah, I'm kind of stoked on rum right and now. And I have a, uh, you know, I have a friend uh, in Pittsburgh who opened a really great uh, rum distillery um, called Maggie's Farm, and they make really, you know, one of the best ones I've had from them. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Like the, I think it's called the Queen Share, and it's all made mm-hmm. from heads and tails from distilling. So, mm-hmm. you know, I used to distill a little bit too, so I know how some of this works. But um, if, at some point, if you really want them on, we should talk about this after the show, but if you want them on the show, let me, you know, just a, a call. I can, I can just, back to, come to Pittsburgh and grab some bottles for you. You can taste them no, that'd be dope. while he's remote. So yeah. give, me, give me his phone number right now. Just yeah. say it on air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, today on the show, uh, we are going to be drinking a Saison. From a season, yeah. A season from Dave. And then um, we have... Oh, are we doing that? Yeah. We oh, have, boy. We have this beer called Kick Your Own Ass. Um, Kick and Your Own Ass, from Brian Coupa, Coup, Couper. What? I didn't brew that beer. 
This is Brian. No one can hear you because you're not on the microphone, Beverly. Um, this is Brian's beer from the Pico Pack, the Pico Brew. The people at Pico Brew, of course, they have the uh, what, the Pico Brewers Network. It's the I actual think, or like, like laboratory that. analysis, uh, the sample here. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're being the test audience. I have a little form I need to fill out to send back to them to tell them if oh, I oh really if I approve oh, this right. or not. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, they were doing mine for a little bit, and then I kept sending them tweaks, and I think they just kind of stopped and then went on to you and Warren and everybody else. Yeah. Like, of course, JP is, you know, a little... Uh, I just don't really... Like, of course, just... I didn't like a lot of things, right? So, which is not new for yeah. anybody. So, hopefully, I'll get to have my thing. But uh, anyway, Mr. so we're going to do those. Um, we don't have Dave on the show. I believe he's working tonight, or maybe I, I probably forgot. We can we can use to, the, the picture of Dave Steeb though from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays from the yeah. mid eighties, and we can just have this picture sit here, and I can pretend like he's talking. But look at that! That's a, a mullet, wonderful mullet and a mustache. Wonderful. Well, you have mustache. To. Well, yeah. You you can't you can't have one without the other, dude. Not in the eighties. I miss my mullet. <sighs> Brian cut his hair. It wasn't even a mullet. It was long. Well, hair, I had right? a mullet in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, and you miss it. No, yeah, I should have. No, not really. <laughs> I was like, wow. I should have had it. my hairstylist cut my cut my hair into a mullet first. I just had her like shave one half of it off, and and yeah. then we sent a picture to my wife and said we were done. So <laughs> anyway, I got yeah. a half price uh, haircut. Anyway, let's let's drink uh, Dave's saison. Let's do that first. You're pronouncing huh? it wrong, JP. Saison. Saison. <laughs> Um, I do have another. Well, the other bottle is in the is in the fridge. It's and fine. The, we're, we're good. We in just the John, so it's probably fine. That's good. Oh, look at that. There we go. Man, we were talking when we were judging this, or when the guys were judging this, and I was surfing on the internet. Um, you don't really see many saisons anymore. You really don't. Like you used to, I think a year ago, was like the saison high watermark. Oh, um, and then now it's like eh, every once in a while, but not really. Saison in our in our beer judging 101 class earlier this month yeah. for uh, SF uh, Beer Week, which was awesome, by the way. Hmm. I was sick for most of the SF Beer Week. So uh, I, did, I only did one event, which pretty bummer. much was not awesome. I was also out of town, but yeah. But we did pour the Saison DuPont, which is, yeah, one of my favorites, obviously. It's Got the Saison thing. Um, all right, Brian, well, why don't you go ahead and uh, start okay. us off? Yeah, we didn't really talk about this beer yet before the show, but uh, what was it? It was uh, it's a tasty beer. I, the aroma have a pleasant me- uh, medium-low malt. Meat. Pleasant <laughs> meat flavor. <laughs> uh, hints of mustache and mullet. Uh, no, um, uh, medium malt with bready and, and yeah, somewhat cakey quality, but not, not super delicate. Just kind of a bold, um, uh, malt in there. Light white pepper, phenolic below that. There's some pleasant fruity esters in there, but they're, you know, they're, they're somewhat muted. Um, a little just kind of apple cider-like impression. I'm not getting any DMS or diacetyl, so it's not. You know, it seems cleanly fermented. Um, there's definitely some obvious uh, alcohol in here, and um, it's inviting. So uh, take a look at it and take a sip. Uh, it's a deep golden beer, very clear. Pours a low white head that, that faded really quickly to a color fine, fine bubbles. Um, so I dropped it down a little bit for the appearance, but um, you know, again, that's just three points there, so you're not going to lose too much. Uh, it looks like beer. The color is right. Okay, uh, it's fairly clear. Dry and malty, and 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 in balance with a medium low yeast pepperiness in the f- in the flavor. 
Again, I'm finding the fruitiness is somewhat low in here. I'd like a little more of that popping up to kind of, you know, balance up against um, the malt impression that's there. Like a little more of a fruit bowl impression would be fun in this beer. Um, the bitterness is, I would say, medium, maybe medium low. Hop flavors are generally low. Um, it's a bit floral spicy in there. Uh, seems like a pretty clean ale ferment, uh, but the, the alcohol is is popping up kind of medium high. I would say it's just a bit solvent-like, but it's not really um, harsh or anything. But the malt and the al- alcohol kind of linger and balance in the aftertaste there. Uh, medium-bodied beer with a bit of heat from the alcohol that's going down into the back of my throat and uh, coating, soothing, relieving. It's, um, But it's not really burning. There's, it's not harsh, uh, but it's definitely there. It's, it's a little... A little alcoholic, but but I can forgive it, I guess. It, it might just be a higher alcohol version of the style, or there could be some higher alcohols in there. Probably there are. No uh, stringency, medium-low carbonation. I would say it's, the carbonation is another thing that's hurting it here. It's a little, it's too low for the style. It's not spritzing. It doesn't pour that big fluffy white head that you want. Um, so it's just not really working in that regard. And that might help some of the flavors pop a little better, and some of the maybe even some of the fruitiness come out better, but... Overall, it's just a, it's a pleasant drinking saison. It's just lacking some of the pleasant, light, fruity, cakey characteristics that you really want. Uh, it's not quite smooth enough. It almost comes across more like a Belgian Golden Strong to me. I would suggest uh, finding a way to back off some of those higher alcohols. Bring up the CO2. Uh, you know, obviously, with alcohols, you want a vigorous, healthy yeast pitch and rah, 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 aerate properly. You know, ramp up the temperature at the end of it to keep that yeast going. Um, whatever you can do to get it nice and dry and happy and alcoholic but smooth and uh, keep some of those nice... Like Billy D. Williams. Fruity impressions. So I gave it a... Th- actually, I liked it. I, I, I think it's close to the style, and it's not... You know, yeah. not defective. The only thing is really alcohol and a little bit detracting from the CO2. So I uh, gave it a 34. This is a very good, um, very good season. All right, Keith, Kyle, Steve, let's do this. Let's go. Um, let's go. Okay. So you have an orange uh, fruitiness in, in the aroma, um, mild orange fruitiness with a. I had a really strong root beer like aroma when I, hmm. when I smelled it. Um, root beer? Sassafras? Uh, yeah, like sarsaparilla or like. Like mug root beer, root beer, root beer. Uh, yeah. Herbal mug. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. I would, now, see, now that I get it, but I, I would, I would consider that like a spearmint wintergreen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I do get that a lot of root beers too. But I think sarsaparilla is maybe more close. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> Uh, I'm also going to touch my anise. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> don't touch my anise. Yeah. Uh, Ask permission first. Some spicy. Uh, not picking up any hops. Getting some light malt, biscuity aroma. Um, overall, like like Brian said, I think it's ve- it's fairly clean. I'm not really you know nothing nothing off. No acetaldehyde. No diacetyl. Uh, not overly phenolic or anything like that. Uh, gave it eight out of twelve in appearance. An aroma. I'm sorry. Uh, appearance mm. deep gold, brilliantly clear. Uh, those aspects were really, really pretty. Um, the head was a little bit low. It was lasting, but didn't have that denser, rocky characteristic that you normally see in a Saison, like a Saison DuPont. Kind of tough to pull off, but yeah, I noticed that uh, that was not there. Uh, flavor-wise, uh, medium, medium fruity. Uh, again, orange. Got some apple. Got some lemon. Got some strong peppery notes with a light clove flavor. Uh, some Grainy pills like flavor finishes fairly sweet for style. It wasn't really crisp. This could also do, as I'll talk about in, in a few minutes, about the CO2. Um, 
Hop flavor was really low. Got white herbal there. Uh, balance is nearly even. Uh, I would like to see it a little, be a little bit drier in the finish with a little more bitterness. Uh, clean fermentation, though, overall. Uh, 14 out of 20 for flavor. I gave it 2 out of 3 on appearance. Uh, was, I forgot to mention that. It says it was lacking that, that big rocky head. Uh, Mouthfeel, medium-low body. Uh, carbonation is medium, medium-low. Definitely that could be higher uh, for the style. It really needs to be. Uh, medium-warming. Uh, I didn't really detect as much alcohol as Brian. Uh, I definitely detected alcohol, but I didn't think it was way outside the style guidelines. Um, no astringency, um, but uh, I think it wasn't very tart or very dry. Um, so it, you'll get that. That I mean, it's it's very warming. I thought, but uh, I guess they they can be. So uh, yeah, I didn't think of it as like a I mean, out of this. You mentioned Belgian realm. Golden Strong, and Belgian Golden Strongs tend to be really dry. And I thought this one overall. I mean, one of my complaints about it, it didn't really come off as a very dry and crisp yeah. beer, which a saison should be. There is some alcohol there. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it may be like a, a close to a super saison, but I didn't think it was necessarily hot or or burning or anything yeah. of that nature. Um, overall, I thought it was tasty, uh, well made. Uh, like the malt character, like the fermentation flavors that we were getting. Uh, like to see maybe a little more hop character. Um, yeah. Um, Some of the ones you get over there, are fresh, I've heard, are a lot hoppier than what you kind of taste yeah. in homebrew versions here sometimes. I would like to see it drier. And mm. I mean, one or two things, or maybe both, like a little bit drier, a little bit more CO2. Um, so think about, you know, I mean, some some suggestions there. Obviously, up the CO2. I think that's really important first. Uh, think about maybe adding more sugar or modifying the mash uh, mash procedure regiment to so you can uh, get a little more dryness there. Like a little more pop and maybe even just a little more sulfate in the water uh, would would do that as well. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, you have the room to do a little bit of that and just want to see a little bit more mineralness uh, in the finish too. I think some of the best examples yeah. have, that, have that finish too. So um, overall though, I really did like the beer. I thought it was well made. Just need some tweaks to really, to put it over the top. And I think even just the CO2 alone would probably... <laughs> get it closer to you know a winning beer but I, I gave it a 35 which still is possibly a winning beer depending on the competition yeah yeah i kind of That's felt like every, you know it has everything you want there but some a lot of things were just a little low even like the pepperiness could come up and yeah. it was just like subtle something can be just mm-hmm. bold and in your, in your face peppery in balance with that the nice smooth alcohol the fluffy malt and just you know yeah like, and the fruity fruit bowl thing kind of but it's like everything's kind of there but it's muted I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, man. And I think like the peppery said, was good. The 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 flavor of the esters, yeah, were really good. I thought it was a it was a well made. It was one of the the better saison homebrew versions that I've had in a long time. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it's tasty for sure. I give it four out of thirty. Do we have Dave's recipe? No, we don't have anything from Dave. Which again is probably my fault, and I, I'm going to apologize in advance to Dave um, because I don't think I scheduled a time with him soon enough. You know what I mean? So let's get him to uh, send in another beer sometime. Yeah, that would. Be, I'll take more beer from this. That guy. would be good. <laughs> I know he's from South Dakota. I have his address. Okay. Um, so you know, there's that. But anyway, sorry about that, Dave. Anyway, we are going to take a, a break, but uh, before we do, I do want to let you guys know that the month of February is all about love, of course. Everybody knows that. And what better way to show your homebrew how much you love it than with custom labels from Grog Tag? You can choose from up, uh, excuse me, 
You can choose from one of our professionally designed templates, customize it any way you want it, and you're ready to wrap your homebrew bottles in the most stylish labels around. So check out grogtag.com today and use code BNARMY to save 10% on your next order. Grogtag.com. Okay. We're going to come back and we're going to taste Kick Your Own Ass Ale, which is, what is it, a stout? No. Is it a cider? No, it's a 22B. 22B. Or 21B, sorry. 20, no, no, not 22B. He doesn't even know. I'm looking at the wrong sheet. He doesn't even know. It's American Strong Ale. American Strong Ale. All right, everybody. We'll come back. We'll drink Brian's beer, and uh, we'll we'll kick his... How are going to judge uh, that rye IPA? I guess we're going to kick his ass. All oh. right. Dr. Homebrew, we'll be right back. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now, back to the examination. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. I was looking at Brian's uh, label for the Kick Your Own Ass Ale. And I think it's a winner. I think you should enter yeah. that in like homebrew label awards, man. I brewed it back in uh, originally back in 2004 with my brother Jimmy, and uh, some beer that was inspired by by Stone's Arrogant Bastard Ale. So I wanted to yeah. brew um, an American Strong Ale. Back then they called it something else, but then it was just the most like intensely arrogant beer we could find at the time and and yeah. um it was fun to try to do it so we, we also wrote a song about it but the hoppy beer song hoppy beer song i'll see if i can find that i know i have it loaded somewhere yeah um all right keith well why don't you start us off with the old kick your own ass ale and let's see how brian's recollection of his recipe deals or uh you know uh, coincides or lines up with the pico version yeah so do we want to explain how this came about like what this all means and because i have no, <laughs> no idea what the hell i'm doing here but uh, okay i know how to judge but we can talk about it after we judge it and then talk about it or how do you want to do it what do you mean uh so where did this come from and how does this work like so someone else brewed your beer, like Pico actually brewed your beer? Yeah, so uh, the Brewing Network <laughs> uh, people, except for you, because mm-hmm. you weren't with us yet, I guess, were asked to uh, submit some recipes to the, the fine folks at Pico Brew. And, um, yeah, GP sent me a picture, like, many months ago, or like uh, maybe years ago. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. It was, yeah, anyway, of, of uh, Annie brewing my beer in the laboratory there. And, uh, um, yeah, so we just, um, 
I just sent them the the malts and uh, you know basically basically a five gallon recipe with the proportions of grains to use and all of that and the hops and uh, yeasts and and I kind of got specific about water maybe maybe they actually even listened to me it seems maybe they did but uh, yeah. And then they brewed it, and I don't know how many pilot batches they did, but it, it's been in the works for a while, and it's going to be released as a, a Pico pack that you can buy in the marketplace. So Yeah, and now we got it. So if I give this a really low score, then it'll, if affect, we approve it. it'll affect what, what the... Uh, yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, frankly, will, uh, I don't give a shit what Keith thinks about it. I just, <laughs> I, if I like it, I like it, and uh, I approve it. So uh, Brian dropping the curse, the rare curse word okay. here on Dr. Humber. No, I mean, I, it, it no, is, it's, I mean, it's a good question, Keith, because honestly, it is kind of, it does ride the line a little bit between what we do here. You know, it's it's Brian's recipe, so we, we're going to judge it just for fun. But I think Brian should be judging it to see if it matches up with yeah. his recollection of the beer, yeah. and then what we can do to make it more to style, and then what what we can do to totally screw it up for Brian. Yeah, not fun. So go for it, Keith. Let's do this. Okay. So Roma uh, initially got this strange sunflower seed slash vitamin like aroma. Uh, Sunflower seed. What is wrong? Why? Where are you broken mentally to like you're coming up with this weird? Yeah, I've this never is, heard of that. I the, the root beer, the last beer this time, sunflower seed. It's all and now this time around, the first time I poured it was sunflower seed. This time I'm getting more of a, uh, a vitamin like aroma. Do you ever uh, honestly, just as an aside, either of you, do you ever like come up with a weird analogy like sunflower seed and go, no, that's a little too esoteric. I need to like bring it into like more more in line with acceptable stuff because I would never have the balls to write sunflower seed. Oh, I think it's kind of fun because it, like yeah. sometimes you smell something and you're like, "What the hell is that?" And it's kind of fun when it like it hits you. You're like, "Oh, that's what it is. That's what it reminds me of." And sometimes it'll hit you right away, and you're like, "Okay." But other times you're like, "What is that?" I know it's something I've smelled before when I'm cooking or eating or or something. And then you're yeah. like, "Okay, that's it." And but uh, you would never. You would just. You kind of go with your gut. Yeah, definitely. Verbiage and, yeah. Okay. I mean, then you talk about some of the stuff that would actually, you know, maybe produce that that aroma um and this one i have no idea what in the world i mean the vitamin like i guess it could definitely be a uh a water thing or even a yeast thing but um it's not super strong on either one of those but yeah. uh, just something that i got off the nose right away and i was like oh that's interesting um but not not overly powering but, you know over overpowering either in aspect of either one of those but okay. uh, yeah it also came out really cold because i just just pulled yeah. it out of the bag it was wasn't sure we were going to judge it already, so it, it, it was pretty cold. It's warming up a little bit now. We're, we're tasting from the same bottle, so yeah. could be some changing impressions yeah, here. So yeah, yeah definitely. And that, that even happens from, like, that's kind of the cool thing about going back when you're filling out a score sheet as a judge. You start off, and you fill out stuff, but you can leave some space for you to go back. So after you, it warms up a little bit. It changes. You can add different comments as well to the aroma. So it's not like when I judge, when I write the aroma area and move on, I'm never going to come back to aroma again and put something else up there. Um Anyway, but I do get the vitamin. You like uh, opening a jar of Flintstones yeah. vitamins. Yeah. yeah, the vitamin dust, fruity. The, so probably those fruity esters from fermentation or whatever. Yeah, it, it is pretty fruity. Um, so we have some white caramel malt. I get some apple. I'm getting a touch of acetaldehyde. Uh, I, I think it could be some of that fruitiness as well. Just you know, from maybe some red and green apple uh, esters, but it does to me come across a little bit acetaldehyde. Um, I definitely get the alcohol as well. Get some booziness, um, a hint of vanilla. Um, the hops are a slight citrus, citrus orange character, but not but mild, but mild for the style, especially I would say for an American strong ale. 
Um, Give it an 8 out of 12 for aroma, appearance, uh, medium to medium dark amber, slightly hazy, uh, just a touch of a tan, a finger, no, I'm kidding, it wasn't a finger, uh, a touch tan head, um, low on the, you know, the head was pretty low on the pour, but it does have a fairly good retention, so it's not like it totally dissipates, but it is kind of a, a low head on, on the pour. Uh, two out of three. Flavor, I got a strong orangey flavor out of out of the, the first impression mm-hmm. there. Um, low toast and caramel, lots of alcohol again, I think it's kind of a little bit boozy. Um, it was drier in the finish than I would expect. I was mm-hmm. expecting a little more caramel, a little more maltiness. Yeah. Um, but, there, I mean, there is definitely some interesting malt character going on, but um, the balance is firmly on the hoppy side, of the, uh, but the beer still, has, like I said, has the interesting uh, malt character, but not a lot of sweetness. I thought the sweetness was pretty pretty subdued in general. Um, uh, once again, light acid aldehyde, but I'm also getting some of that green and red apple esters uh, along with that, and I, I wonder how much of that is kind of, kind of mixing it up, but I do on the finish sometimes... Uh, Actually, on a lot of beers, I can taste acetaldehyde just in the finish in, in general. I think I've got a super low threshold for acetaldehyde. Was that a humble brag just then? No, it's a, actually a big fault with my tasting because sometimes I just taste stuff and I'm like, oh, acetaldehyde. Something that judges yeah. have to be yeah, aware of is your sensitivities and your weaknesses. Yeah, and I probably, you know, yeah. if, I wasn't, if I wasn't being, I'm being a little bit harsh on this just because uh, Brian's sitting next to me. Yeah. To well, he, please, please. He's within striking distance. Yeah. yeah, he's going to hit me. Probably. I'll make up for it by giving it a glowing review after this. <laughs> <laughs> Brian was in too good of a mood when he came in. So no, no, no. If I gave it a 10 out of 20, that might be a little out. low. I, I think actually I probably get a little higher. That is low. Bring it up. 20. Uh, let me, yeah, I'll just bring it up right now. Just, just for the, for the hell of it, I'll give it a, a 12 out of 20. There we go. He's, then, he's, then we'll be within seven points. There we go. We didn't talk. Yeah, we should normally talk about this in advance. Uh, mouthfeel, Bastard. medium body, medium low carbonation. The carbonation is a little on the low side. I got lots of alcohol again. Uh, a little too much for the style. I think maybe a little aging would do well. And I'll, obviously that would bring down the, the hop flavor some. Um, and maybe actually a little help with the, the, the bitterness of too. I'm getting some hop astringency in, in, in the, the, the mouthfeel too. Three out of five there. Um, thought it was a, overall, uh, as the name says, it's strong. Yeah, this is, this is definitely a strong beer. I got lots of alcohol. Um, hops are fairly present in the bitterness. Uh, I'd like to see a little more malt sweetness, sort of balance that out. And maybe a little more of the, um, Flavor aroma. Even though I dig the orange sort of character to it, I would like to see maybe a little more of that, or even just a little, maybe in different hops, kind of kind of go along with that. Um, and then finally, uh, just the acid aldehyde. Um, you clean that up just a little bit, but um, overall, I really, I really did like it. Uh, gave it a thirty-four. Um, you know, it's kind of an interesting style because. The alcohol would go down, like I said, but uh, as you age it. But at the same time, you know, the, the hotness there, the, the kind of the warming I'm getting, may become a little bit more finer and then a little less, uh, a little less burning. But at the same time, then you probably lose some of that uh, hop, hoppy orangeness. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's a tough, tough call there. Do you want to add in more, uh, <laughs> add in more hop, uh, hops to the the finishing, and then sort of, or you know. I don't know. It just seems a little. It seems a little dry to me. So I would be interested in seeing a little more uh, hop sweetness there too, kind of balance out that bitterness. I said a bunch of different things there at the end, but uh, <coughs> as long as I wasn't listening to any of them. Should I go? I I yeah. judge this. Beer. I want to know what JP thinks about this beer. I judge this beer. This is my I think third official actually time judging. Yeah. It's in like four years. <laughs> and a hundred and. 
15 shows or whatever. Something yeah. like that, man. Um, okay, and actually, I did work. Look at that. I wrote more than I did last time. Seven See? words. Wow. I drew pictures. Beautiful. And, yeah. Um, the aroma, uh, I, think, um, I thought it was medium-high uh, hop aroma, which is the style, of course. I didn't get a whole lot of citrus in there, but I got a lot of uh, pine. That kind of pine resiny thing going on. Uh, deep toasty malt. Uh, I thought I had a nice crystal malt nose in there, too, in the aroma. I gave it 8 out of 12. I thought it smelled really good. That's just my thing. I gave it 3 out of 3 for appearance um, because it hit all the all the style jumps. Uh, for the flavor, uh, medium-high bitterness, um, bread, you know, bread crust. Uh, it was really dry. I, I noticed that, um, you know, it was uh, – I, I definitely thought it, it, it needed more – more flavor, more body in there. Uh, this kind of had a focused, these focused resiny hot flavors. It was, look, I rushed this. Okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 out of 20 for, for flavor. Mouthfeel, I thought, uh, kind of had a medium body, which I was a little disappointed in with the, with the you know, speak, the category. I think it needs to have kind of a more fuller more fuller body right it's a little too dry Um, it it cleans up a little bit too much Uh, the alcohol warmth is there for sure Uh, I gave it a 3 out of 5 for the mouthfeel overall impression uh, I liked the beer I thought it was good Uh, but again um, a little too dry could possibly need a little more um, uh, hop flavor in there as well I mean you got the 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 resiny and it's kind of it I would like to see some kind of fresh hop uh, flavors in there. Uh, 8 out of 10. Uh, so overall, I gave it a 36. I thought the beer was good. I really enjoyed okay. it. Um, I just think it needs a little bit more. You can get goose it a little bit more, like 20%. Yeah. Look, look yeah. at your score sheet. I've only seen one judge who filled out score sheets worse than you, and, and he's dead now. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Yeah, that's. Wow. That was. That was you're not talking about Lee. No, 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 no. Lee's, uh, Lee's score sheets. Lee's were, score sheets were awesome. Know, that's, yeah, that's, that's why. Not, that's not what I'm talking about. That's okay. why it was funny. Well, I'll, I'll go quickly over funny. my my score sheet notes just for fun. It, it was I, hilarious. I thought it had a you know it had a medium low citrusy, heavenly hop uh, aroma. Heavenly, <laughs> get the get out. I know, uh, but I did get a, a nice hint of resin. I th- you know, the hops were kind of kind of lower than I than I thought they might end up being, but I, I like the way it worked with that rich maltiness in there. Was it a righteous amount of resin? Righteous, dark caramel notes, and uh, <laughs> a slight hint of a smooth chocolatiness. Uh, not dark chocolate, but just kind of like a smooth light chocolate and faint toast. Some smooth low alcohol. I didn't get any, any DMS or diacetyl or acetaldehyde. Uh, Appearance-wise, I found like a rich light copper color with orangey gold highlights. For me, it poured a medium off-white head, maybe medium low, but it stuck around very well and uh, had some finer and and, uh, larger bubbles. But um, I actually gave it full points for appearance because I thought it matched what I wanted it to look like. It's not brilliantly clear. Uh, Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a real home. It was in my car on the way here. Uh, flavor-wise, rich malt with uh, dark caramel, a uh, little biscuity and toffee-like notes, and a hint of toast and chocolate. Firm alcohol is evident. It's cleanly fermented with medium-high bitterness. Uh, I thought it was a nice balance uh, between the hops and the malt there, mostly the bitterness of the hops and the malt. There's not a whole lot of hop flavor. What is there? It's kind of resiny, uh, a little citrus, a little pine, uh, malt and alcohol in the aftertaste. Body-wise, I, I, I thought it edged toward medium full-bodied. With, with, it had a very firm, smooth alcohol warmth. Um, you know, it might be a little lighter on the alcohol for, alcohol for the style, but uh, that's okay. They don't all have to be 9%ers, you know. Um, 
Armenian carbonation, although if it's called Kikiron Acid, maybe it should be. But we'll <laughs> talk about that. And when we, when we brewed it, it was a seven something. It was always, you know, it was never meant to be nine, ten. Um, but you can still kick your ass with it if you try hard enough. <laughs> yeah, you can kick your ass in multiple we ways. Pretty so, much know. did, yeah. We kicked our own asses and wrote a song about it. Um, smooth with no astringency, bold overall as hoped. Uh, so, yeah, the overall impression of rich and bold American strong ale. Uh, it was a pleasant balance between malt and hops. A good rich malts as well. Uh, a bit on the lighter side for color, I thought, but um, actually kind of matched what I, what I wanted for it, and I was, I was happy with the beer. So I, I have to give it the obligatory uh, 40 points. <laughs> Not a 50. That's too bad. Uh, a little partial, though. Well, um, okay, I think we're all within seven points, and that's great. Uh, what are you going to do? To tweak this out, or are you gonna are you gonna suggest any changes? I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I think I like it. I think it fits the you're gonna leave the it character of the the beer that I want. What would you guys do to change it? I, I would add more sweetness. Somehow finding mm-hmm. a way to get more sweetness in it. I think that's sweetness. Yeah. And, and I mean the the hops thing that doesn't you don't necessarily need more hop aroma or flavor. That's kind of a but I just feel like it feels thin and overall. Mm-hmm. Like the, I think that a little bit of sweetness would help balance out the the big bitterness that it has, and, and even the alcohol. I think it would just kind of come together a little bit better if it just had a, yeah. a touch more sweetness. I think that's what it's. I really think what's what's probably me. pulling away from that mm-hmm. is the the gypsum because I added I had uh, you know two two teaspoons of gypsum to the mash water just to I mean I got the whole water profile I was going to aim for, but. Uh, uh, can I talk about the recipe? Yeah, please do. Okay. Um, kick your own ass ale. It's supposed to be a bold, arrogant brew with rich malt notes, a grapefruity, piney hopperona aroma, and a dry finish with firm alcohol throughout. I didn't really want a sweet finish. Um, five gallons. Um, ABV is supposed to be around 7.85. IBUs around 86. Uh, original gravity, 1074. Final gravity, 1014. I don't know what this one finished at. Uh, the color's supposed to be around 14 or so. But, yeah. Um, so, Green Billy is uh, uh, two row, uh, 85%-ish, um, 78 crystal, around 11%-ish, and uh, flaked oats, around 4%-ish. So, give or take. The actual percentages you have to kill me to get. Um, <laughs> Worth it, let me tell you. It's all Chinook. Yeah. Uh, there's the Chinook pellets. Um, you know, 90 minute boil, ounce and a half, uh, at 30 minutes, another ounce, five minutes, uh, three quarters of an ounce and dry hop with three quarters of an ounce for five days. So it's fermented with uh WP one kale ale, um, single temperature mash, uh, infusion mash, uh, with a fly sparge. Well, that's, that was the, the recipe at 149, uh, 60 minutes. I wanted it nice and dry. Uh, and the gypsum, two teaspoons in, in the mash water. And some Irish wa- ma- moss or whirl flag, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. Say wi- so, wild Irish moss? Is that what you Wild say? Irish moss, yes. The wild Irish mosses are smiling today. So are you going to leave it alone? That's the big question. Can I ask you one, one more thing? Instead of making it more sweet, like what I was just drinking right now was an alt beer. 
Um, okay. Would you consider adding maybe some other character, not like you know, not sweet character malls, but something like Munich or Vienna to up that a little bit? Like, cause I, I think that would make it more interesting as well to add a little bit of the molliness, yeah. not necessarily sweetness, to kind of kind of change that. Because right now it is, I mean, I don't know, Chinook. I think as well is a very powerful bittering hop mm-hmm. when when used, uh, um, and then that gypsum together kind of gives you really just a, I, I don't know, it's a little bit of a sledgehammer approach. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, I'm going for. And that is what you're going for. That's fine. And that's what people want. Then that's that's great. But I, you know, for me, if I were looking to, hey, make this beer like, a little more, little more accessible. A, a, fina- a little more finesse. A little more finesse to it. Maybe that's not oh. that's exactly what you don't, you don't, you don't want to kick your own ass with finesse. Maybe yeah, it's you want to kick your, ass, kick your, ass, your own ass it's, with finesse. Uh, it's not it's fair. Kick your petit boutoir. It's, it's kick your kick your ass. ass. But yeah. I am judging it as a BJCP judge, and this is the feedback I'm giving you as an American. Thank strong you, gal, judge. What I would what I yeah. would actually no, look that's for, cool. but yeah. but you know, like yeah. as a beard, if that's what you want, then that's what you're going for. Then right. I think you nailed it. I think yeah, it's more so, of a matter of like I was judging it to style. Yeah. No. And think too. I'm traveling back like 14 years trying to recreate a beer that my brother and I made in my apartment in Pleasanton, and you know we were drinking. Arrogant bastard, and looking up clone recipes for it, and kind of finding something similar, and you know, it's it's been modified a little bit over the years too, but um, yeah, and this is definitely not what what uh, Stone does with theirs, but it's um, you know, Chinook to me was a, a gnarly hop back then. And of course, now you have Citra and Mosaic and all these different you know, and, and yeah. experimental hops seven two five one B, and you know, they're all all these different uh, hops that may not work with a, a beer like. Like this, like to yeah. me, the the I, I like the piney and resiny character, and that was like a, you know, a shock to me at the time. I'd never tasted a hop like that when you know, and I don't know. I think Stone probably bittered with something more neutral. They might might have bittered it with. I don't know what they honestly. I don't. I don't really know for sure what they what they use in it. But yeah, yeah. I think when we toured, they had some Magnum around there, and <laughs> and and yeah, used something probably. else for aroma, but. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's good. It's it wasn't, fun. and it's not meant to be exactly like Stone. It's just, no, no. it's it's kind of inspired by that. And the, the actually, the name is inspired. Uh, my friend Steve, we were at a, a little bar, in, and it's like in San Francisco called the Knock Knock Club, and it's like if the if you were on acid and went into the set, set of the Flintstones, it would be basically like yeah. that. Been there. Right by Tornado? Is yeah. That a- yeah, on the heat. And it's, it's the uh, Knock Knock Room. The Knock Knock Room, sorry. Jesus Christ. Uh, whatever. It's been a while since I've been there. <laughs> and they had uh, La Fin du Monde, the Unibrew, yeah. on, 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 uh, in bottles there. Or maybe even on draft. I don't remember. But uh, no, I think it was bottles. And, and my buddy Steve was buying bottles of that. Like, he's like, Wow, this is kick your own ass beer. <laughs> we were laughing about that, and uh, just kind of inspired like the name and, and yeah. Uh, well, look, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think uh, I, I like it that it's kind of a, like a '90s beer. This is like a, when, when I drink a beer, I go, "This is like a '90s kind of a, a, yeah. a recipe." So I like it. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't bring it into the future, but I would. I would goose it a little bit because you know it is kick your own ass ale. You gotta. You gotta so give it make it stronger. A little, nah, yeah, maybe. I don't, at least a little more mouthfeel, just a little bit, maybe a little more bitter. I don't know, but uh, that's me. But hey, man, you uh, let us know what you're gonna do. Okay, I will. Because I'm interested in that. I could bump it up to 7.99 percent alcohol, but I don't know that I want to go any higher than that. I want yeah. it to be seven something. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like you said, you to kick your own ass. You can't just have one beer. It has to be multiple beers over yeah. and over again. That's like your friend was talking about a triple. The Thin Du Monde is a, you know, essentially a triple, and it's a beer that sneaks up on you. And you're not really sure that, you know, like, yeah. I didn't realize I was kicking my own ass until my ass was already kicked. <laughs> Whoops. And, yeah. you know, and it's like this kind of beer, you don't want it to be so sweet where you're like, ah, uh, one, one and done, or, or, or a little, a little glass like JP had over there of the Black Mild, like one and done with that. You don't want that. You want it to be something you could have, you know, three or four, you know, pints of, and then you yeah, realize, yeah, you something to drink so a bit. I get what you're going with there, but maybe something like a Munich malt or Vienna malt or something yeah. like that there that's giving you a little more character, and it, it, it doesn't necessarily make it so much sweet where you're like, oh, that's a, that's heavy, but at the same time gives you a little more a little more character and, and, and even maybe yep. some mouthfeel, some, getting something else in there as well um, would help. But Speaking of okay. getting something else in there that'll help, the AHA has the Brew Guru app, and if you haven't checked that out, you probably should. It's free on the Android and Apple and all sorts of devices like that. Uh, it will tell you where to get your discounts for your AHA membership. It will tell you where there are good beer bars around. It'll tell you where there are good homebrew shops around. So check it out. Brew Guru. It's free. You don't have to be a, a, a Zymer G member or AHA member, rather, to uh, to use it. However, if you do, there's a little bit extra level of engagement and involvement in there for you to enjoy. Check it out. Brew Guru. All right, we're going to be uh, taking a break here, and then we're going to come back and uh, wrap it up. It's Dr. Homebrew. Hang on. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand. Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you a member of the white labs customer club if not you should be it's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch all you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast an exclusive white labs t-shirt or sweatshirt and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself chris white Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks everybody for hanging out as we wrap up this episode of Dr. Homebrew. Um, of course, normally we would be giving away prizes to both of our contestants, or at least to one of them. And uh, today, the winner, just because Brian is an employee of the Brewing Network, such as that means, 
Oh, man, my mouth keeps touching the cover of the microphone that everybody uses, and it creeps me out. <laughs> um, we're going to give the Grog Tag $40. At least your beer will look good. Gift certificate to Dave. There we Dave go gets everything season. today. And I uh, appreciate you, Dave. Sorry again, man. I blew it. I, it it's my fault. You blame me. Um, I didn't get to you in time, so we couldn't hear from you, and I do apologize about that. But, uh, hey, man, I liked your beer, and uh, so did everybody else. So keep, good keep job. Keep growing that mustache and uh, mullet. <laughs> yeah. Are you still sad. throwing that heat? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So that you're you're named the second best uh, player ever in the history of the Toronto Blue Jays. So man, yeah, look at the guy's picture. He he had that that mustache with a life of its own. <laughs> um, all right, um, stay tuned after the segue out of here. Um, because I will play um, Brian's Hoppy Beer song. We played it before, but honestly, he won't shut up about it until I play it again. So um, we're going to play it again after the show. We'll, yeah. you, can hear, um, you can hear Brian with uh, apparently his brother, I would imagine. My brother Jimmy. Oh, I wish he was here tasting the beer with us, but I'll, I'll drink his share now. So. Yeah, it'll be fine. Anyway, everybody, thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, if you're listening live, just stay tuned. We'll be starting another episode in about half an hour. Uh, otherwise, uh, just go ahead and hit next on your player, folks. And we will see you later. and kick your own ass ale.
Get drunk, 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 get drunk